Hey, this is Troy here, uh, giving you a little bit of a heads up at the beginning of this uh, episode. Uh, unfortunately, we had some sort of recording glitch, and we actually, this is what you are hearing, is actually the third attempt to work on this particular minute of the movie. Now, I apologize in advance that uh, by the third time we get around to it, we're not sounding as uh, fully uh, into the episode as we uh, would be if it were actually our first attempt, but uh, we try and do our best, and at least we have an episode for you, so please enjoy. Welcome to The Slaughtered Lamb, a movies-by-minute watch of the John Landis written and directed 1981 horror classic, An American World from London. I'm your host, Troy, and with my co-host, Adrian. Hello. We'd like to thank you for joining us here on this journey. So as per the uh, note at the beginning of the episode, this is actually Thursday, which we are dropping this episode, and uh, it is minute 38 of An American Wall from London, which starts off with, he told me that I would become a monster in two days, and ends with a checkout register. So as we finish, we start off this minute, we are actually finishing off this scene of... Uh, David and Alex having a conversation after David had has just seen his uh, dead friend Jack <laughs> visit him in the hospital, telling him that uh, he's going to be uh, turning into a monster on the full moon. And killing people. And, yep, start killing people and that he has to take his own life. Dark. Yes, slightly dark. And... Uh, so what happens is uh, once he tells, once David tells Alex, he told me that I will become a monster in two days. This story, he asks for his opinion, for her opinion. What do you think? And uh, she's very nice about it. She she is. She. Uh, she basically asks of which question do you actually want mm -hmm. answered. About the possibility of you becoming a monster in two days or about visits from dead friends. The monster or the dead friend part. And uh, David, uh, after hearing those words out of her mouth, David becomes... Yes, has <laughs> Becomes a little more... Uh, a lot more calmer than he was a moment ago, realizing what uh, words have come out of his mouth, and he resigns to dreaming. I was dreaming again. And Alex pretty much agrees with him. Yes, I would think so. So then we have about a uh, seven or eight seconds of silence as uh, David is now no longer looking at 
Alex, but uh, Alex seems to be watching him, and she seems to be composing her next words carefully. Hmm. Uh, she's uh, coming up with the whole entire story about, how do I say this? She, as you can see, the look in her eyes and all that sort of thing. She's studying David's face, trying to obviously get his attention before she actually speaks. And then uh, asks him about his uh, plans for what he's doing in London. Do you have somewhere to stay in London? So um, as we are uh, about to wrap up the end of uh, David's stay in the... Uh, hospital so the uh the hospital that they're in uh actually um it was it had been closed in uh, 1975 i was working in hospital up until then i couldn't find out when the actual hospital had opened but in 1975 it closed but it was used in several productions uh, including a bunch of different series for the bbc so that kept it actually in usable shape uh, and then after it being used as a, uh, I guess, a, a set hospital, it was actually went on to become a nursing home. Oh, NHS. But unfortunately, uh, it closed for good in 1999 and uh, was demolished in 2014. So if anyone is actually looking to... Well, we actually don't see any exteriors of the hospital itself. No. It's all interiors and a shot of a yard through Dr. Hirsch's, um, his actual office window. But uh, other than that, you probably wouldn't be able to figure out the building from the outside. You'd have to be on the inside to figure it out. But it doesn't help you any nowadays, because... It's gone. It is gone. So... <laughs> this hospital is no more. <laughs> this is an expired hospital. So, um, Alex uh, asks David the question about uh, if he was if he has somewhere to stay in London. And we actually, there is no response to it because no. we cut to a shot, which we uh, pretty much have figured out is the uh, next day. And yeah, David has been discharged. discharged from the hospital and this completely, this this is totally a you know, safe decision. Take the loony guy that thinks he's going, that he's talking to his dead friend, you know. First of all, that's not professional. No. At all. No. He looks so sexy with his bag clipped around his waist like that. Yeah. So uh, David and Alex are walking down this, down a, uh, a a sidewalk along a bunch of shops, obviously on the way Cheap to shoes. yes on the way to Alex's apartment. Uh, David is now wearing a uh, puffy blue vest. Um, and a. I mean, even you... in the eighties, this is not a safe thing to be doing. But, oh, the taking, taking home a, a patient, taking, taking a, a patient. But I mean, it's totally unethical. Oh no, I'm I'm agreeing with you there. Yes, that was totally yeah. And even in the '80s, you know, we had serial murderers in the '80s. Mm-hmm. It's even in any, England. Yeah, even in England. Yeah. So David's got his um, complete uh, hiking backpack strapped into all <laughs> points. Puffy <laughs> vest. Yeah, with his puffy vest and uh, his the costume designers Christmas did a nice sweater? job here because his sweater and her uh, sweater and skirt they complement each other nicely. They look like they could be a Hallmark Christmas special. 
What do you mean, like the blues and the reds? Well, this is the exact same. Like they've got reds and blues. Oh, yeah, I see what you're getting at. Okay, yeah. So she's he's got red accents in his, and she's got blue accents in her skirt. Blue or gray, I'm not quite sure. But they still the colors complement each other. They look like quite the cute couple. They do. They do. Even if he's wearing a nerdy backpack, that looks like he could hold a whole body in it. Well, he's obviously got like several months of. It's a freaking ugly belt. I'm sorry. What do you mean? Oh, the, the actual belt on the backpack. Yeah, well, yeah. So they walk by a uh, a few <laughs> shoe stores. Yeah. Cowboy boots. Shoe stores, cowboy boots. Um. David inquires about um, if she lives by herself. She live by herself. And then uh, David. Uh, David gets the response that he was hoping for, because when she says yes, he and he basically just says the one word of thanks, good. which is good. Um, David, however, is like chomping away on some gum, which, which is, is like yeah, weird, kind of, weird, kind of distracting and very weird, weird, yeah. But I think it's to make him look more American. I'm pretty sure that's definitely the vibe that they're trying mm-hmm. to go for. You know. Yes. Whole, like uh, what's it um american graffiti type yeah everybody <laughs> yeah yeah or grease it's nice to finally see uh jenny gooder's hair down she's pretty yeah very yeah, pretty hair yeah very pretty hair and all that so they continue on oh my god look at the pleats and the inner jacket look 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 at her shoulder pads and there's the pleating. Do you see? There's pleating in her jacket. Yeah. At the shoulders. Can you not okay, see the yeah, ribbon? Yeah, see like, you see the folds there? That's yeah, pleats. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Huh. I see what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a nice box pleat on her kilt or on her skirt, which is very nice. Very nice. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if I approve of the brown bag with the gray coat. Hmm? Oh, my God. Does that mean she's wearing gray brown boots, too? Because that's just awful. She's wearing brown boots in a great coat or is she wearing black boots with a brown purse oh my god who did this who dressed her <laughs> okay first of all we don't know because i don't think we ever see her feet but oh my god well not at least not in this minute okay there's a later minute when there when we see the two of them approaching her apartment we'll keep an eye out for her shoe wear <sighs> we'll get an answer then okay i like how her hair is curling hair mm-hmm yeah <laughs> bleats on it okay. yeah I mean, it's a nice coat. Yeah. It drapes very nicely because of the pleats, I'm guessing. <laughs> Don't explain. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we walk by uh, shoe stores, walk by a... a very big bookstore. A very big bookstore. That has a giant... Where is it? What are you talking about? Lion oh, books. Oh, you want the lion there. books. Yes, yes. Which I hadn't noticed oh, before. Who's this? I, is it Sean? It's Sean Connery. <laughs> it's India. It's Henry Jones Senior. Look. Oh my God! Yes. Okay. Now I see what you're getting at. Why he said Sean Connery? That guy. We are witness. We we paused. We paused the screen. Henry at a point Jones Senior. To see this this lion. The Lion Books, the the lion lion book book logo, logo. The Lion Books logo. In the which back is huge. of this, like it's which huge. is huge. It's a yeah. giant standee, right? In the back of the, but in the <laughs> foreground. In the well, I guess it is the foreground of the book. In the, the midground, in the yeah, in the midground of the shot, 
uh, just inside the store is a gentleman who just <laughs> happened to be wearing. Uh, this, I mean, he's blurred because right let's hat. not focus on it. But it's he the is right totally. Right hat and the right. And he's he might a even have tie. glasses too. He does have glasses. He I totally can see has the reflection glasses. In the glasses. Yeah. It's Henry Jones Sr. Oh, if only we were wearing a like like had a like a briefcase or a, an umbrella. <laughs> you got print screen because that's freaking amazing. Okay, let me let me print screen on this here. You can you can circle him for everybody, <laughs> Henry Jones Senior, right yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of spooky to have a <laughs> Sean Connery <laughs> cameo in our movie. Kind of see through too. It's messed up. Yeah. <laughs> so um, as they continue on, um, they're about to go to a corner shop because apparently Alex needs to pick up some food for them. That's a shop on the corner. We'll get some food. Um, yeah, so uh, the walk to the shop, um, this uh, walk that they're on to get to the shop, the street, is uh, apparently uh, Redcliffe Square. Redcliffe Square. Uh, Kensington, London. So that's where this uh, exterior Kensington. shot. Now, I couldn't find any information about the actual grocery itself, but i um, pretty sure it is... Obviously, it's a grocer's. A grocer's in the. It's not a grocery. It's a grocer. Sorry. A grocer, <laughs> yes. And it is on the corner. Yes, it would be. Yeah. So as we uh, get into the actual grocer's, one pound. We actually pence. are. Uh, that's Get a shot. PO but like, do you see, this is already an ancient POS. In 1981, yes. this POS, not yeah. piece of shit, point of sale, just for those of you who are not quite sure. This is already an ancient machine. Mm -hmm. Okay? No sale. There's the yeah. discount. There's the subtotal, the total. Yeah. And there's the keys to turn, the function keys. Yeah. Oh, I've worked on many of those. Many, many of those. Yeah, so it's an ADS, Amron, uh, Amron, Amron, right, Amron four, uh, five forty four. Yeah, it's a model five. Look, like there's some there's some cello tape here. They've had something taped here. There's like dirt and fingerprints. Like, look at how dirty this is. These people don't clean their POS. See, like I always yeah. clean them, because I don't like having dirt on the things I'm touching. Humbugs. Yes. So at the very end of this. You could Google. So we, uh, so our final uh, shot of the actual minute uh, shows our uh, trepid duo hmm. at the checkout. Hmm. And it's obviously Alex's uh, purchases that are going through. Um, we have uh, both. This looks like cakes of some sort. Yeah, I was about to say, it looks like a whole sort. entire end cap of uh, wrapped cakes pre-wrapped cakes and all that and Adrian's favorite little spindle of candies. Do you remember the TVs used to have like all the controls there? Yep. And, yeah, yeah. and like I'm sure this is like one of the early remote control TVs because it's all the way up there so mm -hmm. she's probably got the controller. Right, right. For when it's slow. Yeah, she can and, watch the news. Yeah. Uh, we got like... Looks like there's probably freezers down there. I, actually, I was just about to say that does look like it could be a freezer sort of section and over there is obviously piles of bagged rice. Yeah, but I just love how everything is piled all everything up to the ceiling. Everything is piled up to the ceiling, yes. Completely. Every single shelf is completely crammed with uh, everything. Yeah, it's probably toothpaste. Yeah, you know, we got some 
So we got nuts here. Yeah, we got like your nuts. We got your humbugs. That's a lot of humbugs, though, because right there I can count like twenty packages of humbugs. Yes, gross. And we've established that humbugs are, are not a pleasant candy. Are uh, are a anise. mint and anise. Blech. So <laughs> yeah, usually a black and a white. No. No, in sorry. England, they're brown and white. Brown and white. Sorry, sorry. Yes, a brown and white in England. Brown and white. Yes. They're a hard. They're a boiled candy. Yes. Uh, so both uh, Alex and I'm David seem to be action. watching the total. Yeah, yeah. And they're all watching, that. They're uh, David has. Lady. Apparently, they just don't trust this lady with the nice hair. Yeah, David has uh, unstrapped his waistband. Well, on he would the... have had to become able to come into the store. Yeah. Because he's not allowed to walk up and down the aisles with a rucksack on his back. They would have had a sign probably at the door mm -hmm. that said, you know, to remove your rucksacks. At Harrods, they actually have a dude that's his job. He just tells you, he just reminds people to take their backpacks off. Right. When they, when they, because they don't want you to bump into anything or knock anything over. And so when you come in, they remind you to take your rucksacks off your back. You have to carry them in your hands like a purse. Alrighty then. And upon that retail minute... <laughs> I love retail. Yes, you do. I know, but I really do. I know you do, yeah. I really do. Alright, and that brings Stupid us... Stupid COVID. Yeah, and that about brings us to the end of uh, this minute. Ba-ba-ba. Over on the commentary track, David Naughton says, uh, at the point when uh, Alex uh, asked David about a uh, place to stay in London, uh, that that always cracks him up. <laughs> uh, he's clearly unstable guy here, and she invites him over. Well, at least he knows in real life that that's a, not a, a smart thing to do. Oh yes, no, David Naughton himself is obviously aware that uh, David Kessler is... <laughs> a dumbass. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Griffin Dunn then interjects that uh, he wants to stay in that hospital uh, next time he gets hurt. Uh, that's where he wants to go because that uh, has real full service. That's a real full service hospital. And that's about it for this particular moment of the uh, movie in the commentary section. When it comes to the script, it goes. Uh, Pretty much the Alex and David scene in the hospital is pretty much word for word. But uh, right then it actually uh, jumps to Alex, uh, Alex and David arriving at Alex's flat the next day. So they didn't go shopping. So they did not go shopping. So there is nothing more that uh, is in the script that is in the actual movie. Now, when it comes to the radio drama, the conversation between David and Alex uh, is the same as in the movie, which is also the same as in the script. But once that scene cuts, uh, once that scene ends, sorry, um, we are given a new scene, one where Jack is having a conversation with the disembodied voice from before, now referred to as Larry. Jack questions as to where they are. And uh, Larry states that he has no idea. It could be limbo, purgatory, nothingless, uh, world of the undead, 
or uh, take any suitable reference from your religious teachings. <laughs> you know, when I was like um, a kid, like young, um, my my one of the guys that worked with my dad, he's a bit of a joker, Harry Cooney. Um, anyway, he worked with my dad, and he, they were Catholics. Mm-hmm. So one time he was talking about limbo. Yeah. And I and I was like, oh, well, well, what's limbo? And he goes, well. He goes, well, did you get, uh, you don't go to church, right? He's like, your mom's Catholic, but you guys didn't get baptized, right? And I was like, nope. And he goes, well, limbo's where you're going when you die. (laughs) All righty then. (laughs) I was like, thanks, man. Wow. I know, right? (laughs) Like, I think he thought he was being funny, but I was a little bit like, what? How old were you at the time? Elementary school or junior high? It's not a very appropriate thing to like tell not, a kid like that he's going young, that you're right? going to hell because you were baptized. To Edmonton because because by the time I was in high school, I was no my uh, it was no longer cool to go on the the plant trips with my dad and his work friends. Do you know what I mean? Like right. when we were when we were little, because Clooney bought Mr. Clooney bought a a convertible, mm-hmm. and so sometimes he. Him and his kids and my dad and me and my sister, we would all of us pile into this convertible. So count how many seatbelts there were versus how many people were in that car. And we'd drive out to these, um, to the plants to, uh, my dad had, would I don't know, he had to visit the plants on the weekends. I don't know why. They had to check on something. Gotcha. So we'd go. It was a pulp mill. Okay. Stinks. Pulp mill stinks. Sure it does, yeah. But anyway, yeah, but he told me I was going to purgatory. No, to limbo. Because yeah, because the non-believers right, don't go was, anywhere. Right. Yeah. Limbo, you just, yes. You just, yeah, yeah. You, <laughs> yeah. We weren't talking purgatory. It was no, limbo. limbo. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You just go nowhere. Cause, just go nowhere. You're not yeah. going. Okay. <laughs> I was like, but I believe in God, and he's like, doesn't matter. Because <laughs> and then afterwards, I was to my mom, I don't understand this. She goes, well, the Catholics believe that only the Catholics are going to heaven, and I'm like, well, okay then. <laughs> limbo. Uh, Jack then asks about the uh, people here and why they don't talk to each other. Uh, Larry goes on to explain that uh, what is there to talk about? Uh, Werewolf victims are way too bitter to socialize. And when a shocked Jack asks about them being David's victims and that he hasn't killed anyone yet, uh, Larry also explains that uh, it's the bloodline that uh, runs down centuries with hundreds of victims... And they can't move on until the loss of the bloodline is severed. He then goes on um, that uh, David must die without passing on the curse. Jack asks about Larry and how he doesn't look like uh, to be too torn up for a victim. Larry uh, lets over the information that uh, he's a different kind of victim and that he is a carrier of the contagion, and he passed it on to David. Do they call it a contagion? He calls he refers to it as a contagion. Huh, interesting. Yeah. It's a weird phrase to use in a supernatural movie. It is. It is, yeah. yeah it's messed up. Well, okay, this is also the radio drama. Okay. So this is added in Okay, by, but the radio is... drama isn't a supernatural story? Oh, the su- it is a supernatural okay, so story, it's yes. Okay, weird. Contagion is yeah, usually yeah, yeah. what you... Yeah. Right? It's a curse or a... Whatever. But I'm going to assume all, like, Infection, maybe, new but... scenes, new new sequences in the radio drama were written for the radio drama and it have nothing to do with the John Landis original script. He's passed this 
he passed the contagion on to David. Uh, at that, Jack realizes that this is the man that killed him, and he starts to angrily start to yell at him. And that's pretty much this minute being of the movie being covered in the radio drama. And on that note, that brings us to the end of another minute of An American World from London and the end of this episode of Welcome to the Slaughtered Lamb. Please be sure to subscribe to this podcast on either Apple Podcast, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or any of your favorite podcast catchers. And if you would like to be so kind as to share, rate, and review us, that would be really cool. If you feel like following this podcast on the social medias, you can follow us at Planet Geek Pod, all one word, on Instagram and Twitter. If you would like to send us a message via email, send it to planetgeekpod at gmail.com. So until next time, remember, keep off the moors, stick to the roads, and the best of luck. <laughs> what is that? It's coconut with an egg on his head. That is coconut with an egg on its head, yes. <laughs> coconut. Oh, wait a sec. Is that your little... This my coconut That's is your, mine. Dog. Is your dog coconut? Is your dog <laughs> with with a Jurassic Park <laughs> McDonald's Jurassic Park, McDonald's Jurassic Park, Park egg on his egg head, on his head yes. like a helmet. Like a helmet. He is going to battle. He will protect everybody from the horrible werewolf. <laughs> <laughs> we should put a picture of him on the Twitters so people can see what we were talking about. That sounds like a plan. Hello, coconut. Yeah, let's do this. Let's do that. And focus on there, and I will take a picture there. What do we got there? Oh, there we go. Coconut. Look at coconut. him. <laughs> Look at him. <laughs> I have ADHD, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not COVID. <laughs> Did I ever tell you about, um, so I used to, you know, I used to work in a gift store in downtown Oakville, right? Like, I was the manager of a gift store in downtown Oakville, and, um... Yeah, for, for the audience, yeah. she refers to, yes, I, me, myself, I know of this. <laughs> yes, that, you might continue yeah. on with that story. Sorry, and yeah, you guys don't know. Um, anyway, so the, the it was, uh, two, two ladies that owned it, they were cousins, and I was basically, like, um... The only full-time employee, really. So there was, like, you know, we had occasional people. But I did, like, um, they bought a, they had bought a, they bought a computer and they didn't know how to pro like, they bought a computer POS and they, they didn't know how to program it. So I was, I was teaching them. They hired me to program it and to, uh, do all the data entry. And, but they were telling me that their very first sale, they had, you know, before they bought the, the, the computerized version they had an old cash register that type of cash register and um with the big drawer then you hit you you know when you hit sale the the drawer opens so you can put the money in and out yeah right and they had you know this table and they had it on the table and they 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 just opened their very first customer and she they used to have these gel candles 
in the 90s. Okay. So instead of wax, it was like this weird gel that burned. Okay, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. And they were in shapes. So they had ones that were like little fish shapes. Little glass fish shapes with this gel inside that you burned. Okay. Okay, they had like fish shapes and seashells. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Their very first sale, this woman comes in to buy one of these little fish shaped candles. Okay. Like, it's like, you know, maybe $4. Like, very, like, you know, and that's all they're buying. And and so they handed it to her, and the older cousin, Maria, is like all excited. And she's like, oh, yes, yes. And she's, so she rings it in, and she hits the button, and the drawer flies open oh, no. and sends the little fish glass fish candle flying across the store and smashes it on the floor. And Maria's just like, oh. So their first sale was actually a write-off. <laughs> <laughs> and they didn't have another one in the same color, so of they course had to... not. Anyway, that's like my favorite story <laughs> from working there, because it's hilarious. <laughs> I can't. <like>, oh, <laughs> fish. <laughs> anyway, sorry, that's totally off topic, but it's kind of funny. No, that is funny. So these are dangerous machines. Yes, yeah, these old-fashioned yeah. POS. Yeah, yeah. Machines. They are spring-loaded. Those doors like flew out. Yeah. Like, you know, like now there's a catch mechanism in them, mm-hmm. right? You like, so now, like, cause it's attached to a computer and stuff, but now the catch drawer is usually like a separate thing that's hooked to the machinery, but it's not actually attached, right? And you know, the drawer opens, right? But has a catch mechanism in it. So it goes ping and it opens a little bit and then you have to open it the rest of the way. Like right. it doesn't just fly open. Right, right, right. But these old ones, you hit like sail and this thing just shot out. And if anything, if, you, if anything was in the way or if you were standing too close, you got. I'm sure you would have, yeah. Danger. <laughs> I believe we uh, throw away some of our paperwork so it falls off the edge of the uh, oh, table. So, paper. Do you um, need that paperwork? Is that notes that you actually require? Well, no. Not right this very second. Uh, actually, no. No, I don't need that oh. anymore because I've already... Oh, okay, David. Yeah. David Letterman. There you go. My cue card is through the back window. Yep. All right, you have so to scribble the... on them first, though. Mm-hmm. That is weird. That is... Is he standing out here and this is... No, he's in this store. But oh, no, why is he see-through, yeah. though? Why can I see the books behind Well, no, you see a reflection. Him. No, it's a, a oh, line it's a reflection, reflection of, a... of okay, probably okay. a building. Oh, I thought it was the bookshelves. No, no. No, it's a building. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It would be a building that's reflecting from across yeah, the road. Yeah, there's a car there. Yeah. Yeah, so... <laughs> Man, that's messed up. So that is that. funny. I'm excited. Yeah. Excited. It's like, where's Waldo? <laughs> Everybody go watch the minute. See if you spot Henry Jones Sr. Yeah. And then, and then look at the picture after. <laughs> and as we continue on, we have... Actually, I'm going to try to just jump back one more second here. <laughs> there he is again. <laughs> it's too crunchy. Just a I know, but I just... Now I have a crunchies in my lap. You do. Even, even feeding my dog the drugs again. Yep. 